0: I'm Leila, and my steps matter for Adelaide. I'm Johanna, and my steps play a role for Göteborg.
1: I'm Adam, and my steps matter for Stockholm.
0: I'm Sara, and I ask
2: Leila, you have a for Jyväsky. I'm Steffi, and my steps matter for Vivo. And my
0: steps matter for Nepal. My space is so important Brasil. En And our steps matter for Johannesburg. And our steps
2: matter for the Chicagoland area.
3: Hey guys, how's it going? This is Josh and Kayla from A21, and man, we are so pumped that you're tuning in to our official Walk for Freedom podcast.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Walk for Freedom 2018. Right now, around the world, in over 50 countries, there are people walking for freedom in over 400 locations. And we're just so honored, whether this is your first year or your fifth year, we're so excited that you are here with us today. And the thing is, Josh, right? We're all walking for one reason, because we believe that slavery is wrong and we believe in a world without slavery. And it's just so inspiring to see everybody getting involved.
3: Absolutely, Kayla. And right now, whether there's people in Wakatani, New Zealand or Santiago, Chile, people are all over the globe walking for freedom, walking for this one thing, because the truth is that there are more than 40.3 million slaves in the world today. And we as an organization and we as a collective people are saying, no, this is not okay. We have to do something about it. Because here's the thing, behind every single one is a real person, a real story, a beating heart, and we are determined to put an end to slavery.
2: I agree. I love that perspective. And I love that there are so many abolitionists around the world who get that. And that is why they've made the choice to show up today. So on this podcast, you're going to hear from our amazing founder, you're going to hear from a member of our team who has a powerful story, and you're going to hear from our aftercare team who works with our survivors every single day. We're also going to dive a little bit more into the stories of survivors that you are walking and fundraising for today. So, to kick us off, here is a word of encouragement from our founder herself, Christine
1: Kane. Hey everyone, Chris Kane here. I'm so excited. How awesome is this that we are all walking for freedom together? I'm here in Los Angeles, California, in the US of A. I don't know where you might be, maybe in my city of birth down under in Sydney, Australia, or over at Cape Town in South Africa. Maybe you're up in England or across at Kiev, wherever you are. I love the fact that we are one global force walking for freedom together. I want to just remind you that every step we are taking right now, I don't know whether you're in the middle of a heat wave or maybe it's pouring down rain wherever you are, but I want you to know that you are making a difference. Every step counts and together we will abolish slavery everywhere forever.
3: And you know, just to add to what Chris was saying, by walking, by handing out flyers, you are bringing awareness to your city, and this awareness is so valuable.
2: I agree with you, Josh, and I think it's because of abolitionists. It's because of you. If you are listening to this podcast right now, you are a modern day abolitionist. It's because people are handing out flyers. They are raising awareness. That is what is making today powerful. You know, 10 years ago when A21 started, it was because Christine saw a flyer in an airport in Greece. And that flyer told her about missing people who were actually alleged victims of human trafficking. And so today, as you're handing out flyers, as you're wearing a shirt, don't underestimate the power of what could come from the awareness that you are spreading in your city and your community.
3: And the cool thing is that people all over the globe are not only just changing their cities and their communities by walking, but they're also having a global impact by fundraising.
2: And you know, for many of us who are walking today, I would even dare to say maybe all of us that are walking today, we had a moment when our life was interrupted, when we heard a story about human trafficking in the 21st century that changed everything for us. Something that truly gripped our hearts, and it might even be the reason that you're walking today. So, with that in mind, we would love to introduce you to our executive director, Phil, whose story reflects exactly that.
3: Yeah, Kayla, Phil has been with us since the very beginning of our organization. He was actually our very first staff member. He's an inspiration, and he's going to share with you a powerful story about a moment when his life was interrupted.
4: After being on the ground for three months, we get the first call that there is a victim of human trafficking who needs help and the police wants to refer her to us. I will never forget that phone call, I'll never forget hearing, you know, the first time that there's there's a person here who needs our help. It was this cold, rainy, dark December day. We knew very little, we just knew, like, her first name and we knew her nationality and that she had been trafficked for sex in Greece and that she would be arriving by bus by herself from Athens that evening. I'm in the car with, with two of our, our female care workers and we're driving to this bus station at one in the morning. It's not in the best part of town and we're arriving at the bus station. We we don't even have a picture of her. And so we're just trying to find this this young young woman. And as soon as she walks out of this bus, we're just like, that's gotta be her. Because I have never seen a face like that. I have never seen fear materialized in a person like that. And she walked out of this bus just looking down, looking afraid. And you know, our, our team just went over and hugged her and said, you know, it's okay, he introduced himself. You're okay, you, you have arrived and, and we're gonna look after you. And, As she came into our care, and we started to learn about her past and and how she grew up and everything. I started seeing all these similarities to our lives. I learned that she had been born in the same year as me. She had been born in the same month as me. We were the same age. She had grown up in, in Eastern Europe, in poverty and in an abusive home. I had grown up in Denmark, in a great family, in a loving environment. And so we are growing up in these two different countries. She's experiencing abuse on a daily basis. I'm experiencing love every day. When we turn um, 19 years old, um, we both dream of leaving our country and exploring the world and trying something new. And I fly to Australia, she flies to Greece. I end up going to school and chasing my dream and having the most amazing three years of my life in Australia, um, studying and meeting great people. She ends up being trafficked and being abused and coming into a sex industry where she is forced to service over 50 men a day. And at the end of these three years, I moved from Australia to Greece to start A21 and she gets rescued. And there we meet at that bus station, and our worlds just collide. I I had done absolutely nothing to deserve growing up where I grew up. I had done nothing to deserve having a family I had been born into. And I look at her life and I'm like, she did nothing to deserve growing up in that country, in that poor situation, in that abusive family environment. I mean, I had the drive to, to move to another country in the same way that she wanted to pursue something better for her life. The only thing is that injustice came into her world and an innocent girl were exploited in the most horrific way that you could imagine. In that way, our lives had just been going on this parallel path and one has, has led to, you know, the life that I got to live and one had, has led to where she ended up. And in this way, you know, I I think slavery and freedom has one thing in common. They're undeserved. But the question will be, what will I do with the freedom that I have? I haven't done anything to deserve my freedom. She had done nothing to deserve slavery. But I am free. What will I do? at the lives of the people who are involved with A21 and I see how this issue has interrupted our individual lives. Like we were maybe going in one path and we became aware of human trafficking and it has just shifted our path. It has shifted my life in this direction and I know that I could never look back. This is a cause that has gripped my heart. Um, freedom is such a, an essential part of being human. It's a, it's a human right to be free. For all of you who are right now walking for freedom and listening to this podcast, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for walking. Perhaps like me, human trafficking has interrupted your life. And today, we are gathering across the world in hundreds of cities because we have decided to do something about it. Right now, while you're walking, there may be a person out there who is the same age as you, has the same little story to you, Perhaps they're in your city or your town and right now we are walking for them. We are walking because we want to see a world without slavery. And I'm here walking in Denmark. Wherever you are, I want to encourage you that you today are making freedom possible. The truth is that change, real change comes in two steps, awareness and empowerment. Don't underestimate the part that you are playing in raising awareness today and empowering people with the resources and tools to fight slavery. Thank you for Walking for Freedom. We seriously could not do this without you.
2: I'm Jessica, and I'm walking to impact lives in Tampa and around the world. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm walking to impact lives in Stavanger and around the world. I'm Ben, and I'm walking to
4: impact lives in Los Angeles.
2: Soy Steffi, y estaré caminando para impactar vidas en Vigo y en todo el mundo.
3: Wow, Kayla. Well, how powerful was that? It is always so great to hear from Phil, our executive director, and I love that question that he positioned towards the end there. What will I do with my freedom?
2: And I think that that's why so many of us are walking in our local communities right now in this moment but There's two sides to walk for freedom this year, right? There's the local walk, but there's also the global impact. And it's really inspiring to see that so many people around the world, from Norway to the Netherlands to the United States of America, took up the challenge that we put out to them to fundraise $100 or 100 pounds or 100 euros or 1,000 kroner, wherever you are in the world. You know, so many people took up that challenge because they understand that when we come together and we raise funds, we actually get to be a part of the global impact you know we're empowering A21 operations we're actually making it possible to assist victims to reach the vulnerable to restore the survivors that are in our care all over the world right now as we speak to see traffickers prosecuted and to actually run our global hotlines you know these are the things that it is making possible for A21 to do because together as a global community of abolitionists we've decided to raise funds and I think it's really inspiring that people really took up that challenge.
3: I completely agree Kayla. Our team is on the ground working hard to identify and assist victims and bring the best possible care to our survivors. We have hotlines, freedom centers, and a child advocacy center in locations around the world. And this is what our walk participants are supporting through their fundraising. This year, if you were following us on social media or received any of our emails, you would have seen that we highlighted 6 stories that your fundraising is impacting. Human trafficking takes many forms and affects all different ages and demographics. As a matter of fact, in Thailand, 65% of the survivors we help in that region are actually under the age of 18. Malai, one of our survivors, was only four years old when she was trafficked for begging. And then in Ukraine, close to 60% of our survivors are over the age of 25, like Anton, a young man who endured years of abuse but has now been reunited with his family.
2: Yeah, and when it comes to modern-day slavery, traffickers are actually preying on vulnerable people. You would have seen Dana from Bulgaria, who was trafficked because she was desperate for a better life and was tricked by a false job offer. When she arrived in her new country, she was forced to sell herself for sex.
3: That's right, Kayla. And throughout the Walk for Freedom season, we also told the story of Ella, an American survivor who was forced into sex trafficking by someone who she thought she could trust. In America, close to 50% of our survivors were actually trafficked by someone they knew.
2: Yeah, Josh, and that was the same for Renee, another story we told of a 24-year-old woman in Greece who was sold by her own boyfriend. But thankfully, Renee fled to safety and law enforcement connected her with our team. And that's the common thread with all of these stories we have shared. They are all now free. They came into our care in many different ways, like Kaya from South Africa, who managed to report her experience to a local clinic, who then called our hotline. But the main thing is, for every one of them, we are assisting them and walking with them on their journey to freedom and restoration. These six people, these brave men, women, and children, they have powerful stories. And not only that, but they are also a powerful representation of the millions whose stories are yet to be told, who have yet to be rescued, and who are still in need of restoration.
3: And while we're on the topic of restoration, we'd love for you to hear from Dr. Rhiannon Bell, We love Rhiannon, she's our aftercare director and she actually oversees the assistance of every single survivor in our care globally. And so we just want you guys to be able to hear a little bit more about our aftercare efforts and our work directly with survivors of human trafficking.
0: Hey guys, as you're walking I just wanted to share a little bit with you about our aftercare efforts around the globe. I think every human being wants a sense of acceptance, value and belonging regardless of circumstances and often these things uh, have been taken away from our survivors and so we work with meeting those basic needs of acceptance into our care, into our freedom centres. Um, you have a sense of belonging and you are valued and so we try to instill that into our survivors no matter what country they're in. But Certainly depending on the type of trafficking there will be different needs so sometimes for a male survivor of labour trafficking he might just want to um, get some medical needs met maybe psychological and and we can equip him with skills to get a job. Um, That's going to vary a lot compared to a child survivor of, of trafficking in Thailand where we work more in meeting their their basic needs, getting them shelter, medical treatment, psychological, and maybe um, placing them with an appropriate foster family. So we really work with the survivor in asking them, what are your goals? What does freedom look like for you? What does restoration look like for you? And working with them to achieve those goals. I love that it's a collective response, that it's not just myself and the 821 staff, that this is an opportunity that we all have to change the lives of these victims of trafficking who are now survivors. So even one supporter can make so much difference in the life of a survivor. Um, I see firsthand that the difference that it makes, whether that's medical care, legal care, psychological care. And it's so important that supporters realize that they are making an impact in the lives of our survivors, that they are the ones that are really assisting our survivors towards restoration and independence.
3: That was so awesome. I loved every single thing that she said. And that's the truth, isn't it? You are important. Everyone listening to this, you are important. Your voice is important. Your steps are important. And like Chris says, we can't do everything, but every single one of us can take another step.
2: That's so true. And we really want to encourage you as we're wrapping up Walk for Freedom 2018, as we're taking our final steps in our respective cities around the world. If you set a fundraising goal and you haven't met it yet, we're actually keeping fundraising open through October 31st because we wanna see every single person that set a goal reach that goal because we know and we believe that when we come together, when we work together, when we walk together, when we fundraise together, we can actually help more people than ever before.
3: That's it, Kayla. One thing that our CEO Nick Kane has said is that in the very beginning up to now, we dared to believe that we could do it. In the face of difficulty, in the face of impossibility, in the face of complexity, we were a people who dared to believe that we can do it. And together, as a global community, let's continue to dare to believe. All over the globe, wherever we are, we can put an end to modern day slavery.
1: Slavery still exists in the 21st century. People like you and I bought and sold as commodities. People like you and I in this city and in this nation. But you and I are here today.
4: We
3: refuse to just talk about injustice, to simply post about it.
1: Instead, we're here
2: together in strength and numbers.
3: We have the power to change the statistics and we're changing them right now.
2: This is our walk for freedom. A walk for justice and human dignity.
4: A walk for hope and restoration.
2: From Australia to Ghana, India to Brazil, all over the world, we will abolish slavery with each step.
3: Let's never forget that we don't just say it, we
4: believe it. A world without slavery is possible.
0: While human trafficking is destroying lives, we know that freedom will have the final word. That's why we exist.
1: That's why we're here, for freedom. For freedom.
0: For freedom.
1: For liberty. For freedom. For freedom.
0: For
2: freedom.